Are you the one who is to come? Or should we send, look for another? This is the question that John the Baptist asked of Jesus in today's Gospel from Matthew 11. And he asked it during a very dark time in his life. He's in prison, and he's about ready to be executed. And so you could see a question like this arising in the darkness. And you can see that it's not just a question that John the Baptist asked, but if John the Baptist, a saint, can ask it, then we can ask it too. And in fact, we do during difficult times in our lives. Are you the one who is to come? Or should I be looking for someone else? Jesus doesn't give a long, drawn-out, complex theological explanation to try to convince John with words, convince his mind intellectually that he's the one. He simply points to his works. His works in our lives, if we allow, should be all that we need to not go looking for another. But to realize that, Jesus is indeed the one who is to come into our lives and the one who through his works can make our lives better than they were before we gave our lives over to him or more over to him. So what are these works? Jesus names them. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the dead are raised to life, the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. All of these are metaphors for our spiritual lives. Now, did Jesus heal people physically? Absolutely, just like in today's gospel. But it's also his way of pointing to something deeper. As if to say, if I can heal people physically then I could heal them in more significant ways, in deeper ways. I can heal them spiritually. Jesus is concerned about our physical lives, but above all, he is concerned about our spiritual lives. In addition, here's a very important point to keep in mind. As Jesus heals us, he makes us better off than we were before the healing. And not just our spiritual lives, but also our natural lives, because they are integrated. We are one. They are not compartmentalized. So with this in mind, let's go briefly through Jesus' response and what it means for our lives today. Spiritual blindness. You know, we can be very focused on this life. And therefore, we can be extremely successful in anything that we set our minds to. We can see where we want to go, for instance, in our careers and in our relationships. And we can have all of this mapped out, our future. But, at the same time, ironically, we could be spiritually blind and not know how to find or to follow the path that God has laid before us. We could create our own path just fine, but then not be able to see the path that God has for us. Spiritually, death. 
We can be really good at hearing the, all the other kinds of voices in our lives, like social media or at school, our coaches, our teachers, our, our bosses, our friends, our families, our clients, our colleagues, leadership development, uh, how to live a balanced life, politics. We could be good at hearing all of these. But we can also be at the same time spiritually deaf and not know how to listen to that still, quiet, small, consistent voice of God and allow him then to lead us to what is most important in this life rather than be confused by all these voices. Spiritually lame. We could be a high-functioning individual and get a ton of things done with our lives each day. But we can also then each day be spiritually lame or crippled. We can become stuck spiritually and over the years never really advance forward in the spiritual life. Spiritual lepers. When people look at our lives on the outside, it appears as if everything is fine and good. And one or two things are going on. Some might even say that we're living the ideal life or we might do everything in our power to project this narrative. But at the same time, we could be spiritual lepers. When we look at our interior lives, all that we see is our mistakes, our sins, our regrets, our disappointments, our shame, missing the mark. And we cry out, unclean, unworthy, as lepers did in Jesus' day. And then what do we do? We stay away from God. And we stay away from a disciplined religious practice of our faith. We use these things as excuses. Spiritually dead. We can have a good job, a nice home, lots of stuff we own, a wealth of family and friends, but we can also be spiritually dead inside. Life is full in the natural world, but empty supernaturally. It is all that we can do to get out of bed in the morning, to do remedial and mundane tasks is a great chore. We are tired and unmotivated. Darkness and fear grip, a, grip us. We feel isolated and alone and lonely, and spiritually, we are dying inside. Spiritually poor. If we live our lives and things are going really well, also then there's problems, there can be. We can, over time, when things are going so well, forget the deeper needs. Forget that we have deeper needs than the natural, physical world can supply or that we can work for on our own. We can actually forget to hunger for God. Not be aware that we are living spiritually impoverished lives and look to all sorts of other things to satisfy us. In all of this, 
Instead of looking to Jesus as the one who is to come into our lives, no matter what's going on in our lives, we could spend our lives looking for another. Another plan, another try, another voice, another advancement, another accolade, another thing or person, another satisfaction, another distraction. In all of this, Jesus responds to us like he did in John the Baptist. I'm the one who is to come into your life. You don't have to look for another. Then he invites us to allow him to do his work in our lives. We, in fact, have to ask him. The work of spiritual healing. He will not try to give us a long drawn-out, complex theological explanation to help us intellectually choose him. He won't give us that. But rather, what he'll do is he'll simply offer us spiritual healing. But we do have to ask him. And he can make our lives then better than they were before the healing. And it will be these works of healing that will convince us that he is and should be the one who is to come into our lives. Now, today, and every day of our lives. This is what Jesus said to John's disciples. Tell John what you see and what you hear me doing. Then we'll be able to see him more and know the path that he has set out before us. Hear him above all other voices. Get unstuck spiritually and make progress in our relationship with him. Stop beating ourselves up about our past mistakes. Discover new energy, enthusiasm in life. And remember what it is to hunger for the Lord and be satisfied by him. And precisely because of what it is that we're going through. We learn to hunger for him again. Let me end with this story. Peter Cropper was a distinguished British violinist. His work was so outstanding that the Royal Academy of Music honored him by lending him a priceless 250-year-old Stradivarius violin. Every violinist's dream. During a performance in Finland, he tripped and fell on the Stradivarius and crushed it. He was inconsolable. A friend told him about a master craftsman who could repair it. Cropper took the violin to him and not only did repair it, but the soaring notes of the instrument were more beautiful than they had ever been before. My point? Jesus is the master craftsman who can spiritually heal us, taking the broken pieces of our spiritual lives and put them back together again. Jesus can help us play such beautiful music with our lives better than we ever were able to do before. And the music then that we produce helps others also. It convinces them too that they need not look for another but that Jesus is also the one who can come into their lives. How can this happen to us? 
Simply ask him to allow him to do the work of healing you spiritually. And what better place to begin to do this than in his own house? So go ahead and close your eyes. And I'm just going to lead you in that prayer right now. But make my words your words and your prayer to God. I'll do it slow enough so you can repeat after me in the silence of your hearts. Jesus, I want you to be the one who comes into my life each day. I want to see you and the path you have laid before me. I want to hear you above all the other voices in my life. Help me with my spiritual laziness. I'm stuck. And I need your help getting back up and advancing closer to you. I want to stop being so critical of myself. Let me apply to myself the mercy you offer me. Give me new life new motivation, and new energy. Help me not to be afraid of trying something new or different in order to get closer to you. Help me to stop thinking I don't need more of you. And remember to hunger and thirst again for you. Jesus, spiritually heal me and help me over time to help others. Become convinced that they need not look for another, but allow you to come into their lives also.